What up? Welcome to a podcast with Mo. I am Mo. This is episode 325. On this episode, I'm joined by Soko. Talk about the Patreon, Merch Shop, GTA, Bone Thugs, 3-6 Mafia, court cases, race issues, apartments, music talk, making music, music streaming, a bunch of other shit. Uh, thanks for checking us out. What up? Welcome to a uh, podcast of Mo. Uh, first thing I'm getting to is uh, shit that gets me the smallest amount of money, but just enough to keep the dream alive. Uh, do you want to help support dreams? Then you can go to patreon.com slash a podcast of Mo. Give a dollar or more a month. Get early access to the podcast. Normally by a few days. No one listens early. Very few people. Every once in a while someone does. But so I mean it's a it's a perk. No one uses it, but you might want to. So think about it. Um you can give enough and be a co-producer, get shouted out all these episodes like my mother, Marshall the Dharma Initiative Bear, uh, it's your boy h2.com and graveyard entertainment. Uh we also have a merch shop at shop.spreadshirt.com slash a podcast mo. Get you cool t-shirt wear it around feel like a badass all right uh this week we are calling uh soko aka southern comfort from graveyard entertainment actually and um i just you know it's been hard finding people i just i've been so lazy lately but i knew he'd talk about some dumb shit for a minute with me so uh anyway let's uh give him a call what is going on uh man everything was fucking falling apart i went to go record a second ago and it was like no audio software or devices found. I was like, what? And so I had to restart everything as a whole shit show. <laughs> hey, Sunday, everything just wants to go wrong, man. I know. So now I'm going to try to keep looking back, but I feel like we're we're good, but you never fucking know. You never know. Um, hey, look, you you know me and audio interfaces do not have the uh, most pleasurable relationship, so I know how it goes. I will say your most recent Make It Happen too. I don't know if you ever heard my version I sent back to you that I mixed. Uh it sounds good. Like your voice sounds just as good as anyone else's. I I think. I mean, it's pretty close in the ballpark. So I think we're getting there. Awesome. Hey, that's that's good news for me. Then I actually, uh, funny thing, I just wrote a verse. I was sitting here uh, waiting for us to get on the pod, and you sent me a track that uh, was a old Mountain Man track where he had a verse on it. Yep. And I thought it was my first time a while yeah, ago. I, I had it. Yeah, I had it before, and I, I completely forgot about it until I saw the most recent email. Yeah, well, whenever, uh, after I said, I was like, you know what, I might have sent that to him already, and he just didn't want to do it. Like, I was like, I, you know, if you forget, I was just going through um, folders, and Mountain Man's doing all kinds of shit, and I know he just sent me that, maybe for Internet Friends 3 or something, I don't remember what the reasoning was, and I was like, yeah, man, I don't think I could do this, you know, this isn't my shit, but I'll find somebody, and uh, so... If you finish it, maybe you can put on a project or he will or something. Who knows? But, um, yeah, I thought that was uh, – it seemed like something you might be able to do, you know. And I think he – seemed like he put a lot of work into it, you know. So I'm, I'm weird like that. I'm like, someone yeah, took it's, time it's, to write something, then let's try it. Yeah, let's make something happen with it and not just let it disappear. Right. It's kind of the way I, I view it. Um, speaking uh, – I mean, we can get writing music in a minute, but I wanted to bitch about some shit that was just got me real fired up before we started here on Grand Theft Auto 3. Now, I got yeah. Grand Theft Auto, the definitive edition. Everyone online is complaining. And I watched this video about how it's probably uh, 
was created by AI, like just assisted with humans or whatever. And I was like that. And that explains so many of the, the issues, you know, but they came out with an update that cleared up a lot of the like basic issues people had. And so I've been playing it and I actually liked it. I liked it even when people were bitching about it. Um, I was like, I don't know. It's, I remember, I mean, I bought this show when I was in like sixth grade or whatever, you know, like I was, I loved it then. Like, it's just so hard to let go of those nostalgic memories. And, uh, but and that was like, like the original PS2 one, right? Yeah. Like yeah. the original one that like people fell in love with. Yes. Uh, yeah. That, that's the one I first played too. I right, just want to make sure we're talking about the same one. Cool. Yeah. And I remember when I got it and I've told the story many times, but I just think it's fun. And people will remember this time of like, you'd go to a Walmart or wherever, and there was holes in the glass with like rubber in a circle and you could like reach it and grab the game so you could read the back of it. But the hole wasn't big enough. You could actually pull the game out, you know? And so, yes. Old school. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember I just, I had no idea what the game was. You know, something about the box art caught my eye, I guess. I was like, let's look at this, you know, cause this was before I didn't get gaming magazines probably then. Eventually I did. I, you know, once game stops became popular, I, I started like subscribing to stuff, but, uh, and I just looked at the back of it and was like, Oh, this looks cool. And I just got it. Like, for no fucking reason, you know, and I got home and was like, holy shit, I just discovered like the holy grail of video games. And then like, I remember within a couple weeks was when it was like the DC sniper killing people that he learned off the Grand Theft Auto game. And all of a sudden, my mom's like, is that the game you have? You know, and you're like, uh, yeah. So uh, great times, but I've been playing it, loving it. But I'm at like pretty close to the end. I never beat the game as a kid. And that's the thing I was trying to explain to my wife, like my complaints I have now, I may have had back then. I just didn't know. Like my biggest complaint is no checkpoints, but that's because it's an old game, you know, but like you'll play for 10 minutes, get to the very end, you die. And then it restarts you 10 minutes ago, right? We're in modern video games. They save it every time you do something like important in a little mission. So when you restart, you're not going all the way to the back. And it's like this, I don't know. I, I like it. Honestly, it's easier, but it's, it makes games less frustrating. And so there's just times where I'm like, God, Damn it, like this cheap fucking game. And my wife's like, why do you even play this? You're not having fun. I'm like, I am. You don't get it. This is fun. <laughs> While I'm angry. My frustration is my fun. Yeah. That's like the key is when I get through it, then I have this brief moment of serotonin drip that's like, yeah, you fuck you showed them. And then it's back to being pissed. I think my my favorite part of GTA three when I got it was that like it did no other game was doing it at the time, which was like, it let me do whatever the hell I wanted. Right. I wasn't forced to follow. Like, I don't think I never beat a game. Like as far as like doing missions, it was all about the free play for me. Like before then, I don't remember any free play games. Like that was the first one that I can remember being like, Oh, this is like, this is my kind of video game. Like where I just do what I want when I want, like, I don't have to go through levels. And I don't know that, that shit just, it, it really did change a lot of things. Like, right. I mean, there Grand is- Theft Auto was, there's definitely uh, before Grand Theft Auto three and after Grand Theft Auto three sort of thing. I mean, because yeah. it, it popularized open world. You know, I'm sure there were some other open world games, yep. but it was a big deal. And that's I what think I was PC. I think PC gamers knew about it, and I didn't know nothing about PC gaming or playing games on a computer. Right. Yeah. There, like that. That was probably like EverQuest and you know some MMO ish stuff. But this third person, you know, there are linear missions, but you. It seemed open. Now going back and playing it now, I'm like, Only oh, it was to. so limited. You know, it just seemed so big at the time. Um, but comparatively, because everyone's built on it, you know, you're like, oh my god, it's crazy how small it was. And that's like, like the only missions I remember doing uh, was about the first half of the game, so that I could unlock the rest of the map. So everything I've been doing, I'm like, oh, I never did this as a kid because I already had the map unlocked. You know, like because you actually started off in a really small area on Grand Theft Auto Three, and you had to do you know so many missions before it unlocked the bridge. 
you know, because the bridge is under construction and then it unlocks it so you can get to the next little area. Uh, but playing through it, I'm like, oh, this game was, you know, way ahead of its time. It's pretty good. And I really just want to get through it so I can get to the other two, uh, Vice City and San Andreas. San Andreas is my favorite um, to my memory. Yeah, but awesome. every I, all my friends loved Vice City. And I always took it as just being a cult. I say cultural, but I don't mean like that. Like I enjoyed hip hop culture right? and they enjoyed 80s music. So it's like, of course, they liked Vice City and I liked San Andreas. <laughs> like it just made sense. No, nah, that, that makes sense. And I worked at a... Uh, at a video game store when San Andreas came out. And the coolest part of that game for me is that we got these dope ass San Andreas t-shirts. They were plain as hell, just a black tee with San Andreas on the front. Right. But like I ended up with, you know, cause I worked there so I could just stash as many as I wanted, but I ended up with 10 of those shirts. And like, those like my favorite t-shirts for a long time. Cause that, that font for San Andreas was always so damn cool to me. Yeah, it's good. It's good stuff. And, when I get to San Andreas, I'll see if I still like it as much because I do remember even then being annoyed at how there was so much extra shit. Like you had to lift weights and you had to eat and you had to do all this. What I was like, Oh my God. So looking back on that, I'm like, maybe that wasn't as fun as I thought it was then. But, um, I don't know. I, honestly, it's made me just think of how great Grand Theft Auto 5 is. Not to give anything away, but I'm pretty sure. I mean, I will give this way. I'm pretty sure the number one game on mine and Brad's, 100 video game list coming out in two weeks everybody uh is grand theft auto 5 and it's because it ranked i did like uh if we there's on both of our list then we it went to like this whole golf score thing right like i had the numbers together what's the lowest that's that gets higher in the ranking or whatever and i just keep thinking about right and i keep thinking about it and uh you know because i know a lot of people would is gonna say grand theft auto 5 such like a a bro pick or a lame pick for the number one game or whatever but it is. It's just fucking good. Like, it's so good. And I know it's like got destroyed, in my opinion, by the online mode because I don't care about that. But like the single player game. Yeah, is I'm not so down with online. Good. And it's like even when, even when I think about it, I'm like, man, they just and it's all about like a parody of like the set. And it's a satire on American culture. So it's like you kind of got to be like smart to not smart, smart, but like a little smart to get like some of the humor. And uh, I don't know. I just fucking love it. It's so good. Uh I'm sure we'll talk about it a lot. But anyway, that's my Grand Theft Auto take today. And uh, <clears throat> anyway, someday I'm going to beat goddamn Grand Theft GTA Auto. GTA Saturday, man. Yeah. Uh, also, been trying to play the NBA game. And it's good. I just, because I've been watching basketball as much this year because of the stupid fucking local sports network shit that happens. Like, you can't just pay someone $10 a month to have a fucking channel that has basketball games or whatever. Wish you could, but but that's not how it works uh, because of all their contracts. So it just has, makes it hard to get into it, you know, and you're not watching it as much. Don't you don't you get blacked out for like your local teams or something like that? Yeah, well, that the whole yeah. If I went and part? got uh, like you can pay like a, a few hundred dollars to where you could watch uh, like NBA League Pass, watch all the games. But yeah, it'll black out the local games. So it's like, well, that sucks, you know. So I don't, I'm not gonna do that shit. Um, but maybe someday I'll just get uh, like you know Directv or something again. But I don't know. I had it in college because Powell had to have it. You know, like he loves or he did then. He had to have sight a lot. And I was like, bro, I I don't need this. But it was pretty nice yeah. to have all the channels. Uh, so what's been your thoughts on the on the world, man? Uh, the latest thing to be semi-worldly is uh, I don't know if you looked into or heard much about the verses between Bone Thugs and Three Six Mafia. Uh, I you saw up on any of that? I saw uh, some announcement. I'll be honest. I think I think versus is fine. You know, I'm not not against it at all. Uh, but I do think it's 
popularity or its importance was very short lived and fell off quickly. You know, like, I don't know, like at the very beginning of COVID, you know, it was like a really big deal, but then it was pretty quick that no one cared anymore. I think, I, I think, yeah, I'd like to say it's, it's like a niche entertainment thing. I don't, I've never watched a single one. Right. Like it's, the concept seems cool, but it's when I got, if I'm going to watch something like it, it's just not high on my list of things to watch. It's like a live performance. Like music for me is more of a listening thing. Like I don't care much for live concerts either. So like, it's never excited me to be like, Ooh, I want to see these two, you know, right. these two groups or these two artists battle it out on stage. Like I don't watch award shows. Like even when I have watched them, like, I don't know. It's just never been something I enjoy, but, uh, the controversy with this one was them almost fighting on stage. Oh, well that's fun. Made this one a little different. Yeah. See, I first watched it. Um, there was these two producers, legendary producers. I don't remember who it was at the moment. And one of their audio setup was horrible. Like their mic wasn't anywhere yeah. close to something. And so like one person sounded great and one person sounded really bad. And I was like, well, this isn't, they don't even have this. They don't have this set up. Right. But I'm sure now it's, you know, like way better, <laughs> but yeah, what they always oh, yeah, thought it, about. It's moved beyond it now. Like now, like Apple, Apple music's involved and it's sponsored and it's, it's like a whole nother level of stuff now. Like it's nothing like the beginning stages of it, but I guess that's what you want out of stuff when you create it. Like you want it to eventually get commercial. Um, but I, uh, Bone Thugs, they were, they were rapping a song in the, uh, Three Six Mafia. Um, I know it was Gangsta Boo and one of the other members was kind of dancing on the side because they, they're like, they're like on a split stage. So the initial beef was that while the song was going on, they were dancing in a way that made the Bone Thugs song seem less, I guess, serious. And they took, like, one of the Bone Thugs members took offense to it, Busy Bone. I believe it was. And so he threw a water bottle and said some words. And then the the real, the real point of contention was, I, I don't remember which member three, uh, six mafia said it, but they were like, suck my dick. And like, that was just like fighting words from there. So then like a little small, almost brawl broke out, but I, I think they roped it in and ended up finishing up. But that, that's just what made that one. Besides the fact that it's two legendary, you know, music groups, right. it just made it a little more interesting to the non-interested public. Yeah. You know, anytime you got some kind of violence that breaks up. I did see where somebody, and it might have been Sir Nasty actually, uh, said that if someone told me, yeah, this- he, had, he actually posted about it. Like he, he's the one that brought my attention to it because I, I don't pay enough attention to verses, but right. he sent me a text about it and was like, hey, "I'm gonna say something about this," and I was like, "Go for it, man." <laughs> like, I, I mean, I, I don't know nothing about it, but he's like, "Yeah, I watched it." I was like, cool. Yeah, so I didn't watch it. But from what, you know, how you described it or whatever, I'll give, I guess, my take on it all. Um, you know, no offense to Sir Nasty or anyone else. I just think in today's world, you gotta, you cannot get offended by suck my dick, fuck off, you know, shut the fuck up. Like, all that stuff. It's just this hyperbolic speak of the millennials now, you know, and I'm one of them. You know, I I speak like that. You know, me and you were in this room and you were saying, I'd be like, suck my dick. You know, and actually, I probably wouldn't say suck my dick. But I'd tell someone to fuck off or, you know, other things that I think people get offended by. You know, like, and I'm like, yeah. you can't get offended by words, man. You just can't. Like, I'm in that camp, uh, especially if like you're a rapper. I don't know. Now, I do think just uh, describing the situation, that's part of the show. If they want to dance to your song, like, I don't know. I also, I, I like Three Six Mafia. You know, before any of this was said, more. You know, that's just my more my roots. And I know y'all are definitely more Bone Thugs um, at Graveyard, but. To me, I'm like, just y'all need to calm the fuck down. That is my first thought when you were like, they got mad at someone dancing. You know, I'm like, have y'all not seen Three Six Mafia? Like, they had the best reality show ever, maybe on television called Hollywood, in which they went to Hollywood and just acted an ass 
brought their Memphis style to Hollywood. It was great. So like, I don't know. I just don't think you can be too offended, but yeah, I don't know. wasn't that on a uh, MTV? It was MTV or VH1. I don't remember which one. Yeah. I feel, I feel like I do remember it. Yeah. It was so good. I, they had a uh, God damn. I wish I could remember everybody's name at the moment. I don't think it was project pad. I think it was enough. They had like this fat dude that lived with them. And, uh, they, didn't they do something with like food on what, like that was like the most popular episode, like some with whipped cream or something weird. It was weird. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't quite whipped cream, but this guy's name was like tree or something. I don't remember what his name was. Uh, but yeah, he brought this girl over who was also very big. And this was kind of before yeah. like the whole, like you want to have sex with a big girl thing. Like, right. Like that's kind of like more in style these days, but at that time it was definitely not. And, uh, you know, and they were all kind of giving him shit and then they wanted whipped cream to put on her body, but they didn't have any. So she put oh, sugar took mayonnaise. instead. It was like mayonnaise or ranch. One of the two, I don't remember which one. And, oh, it was ranch. It yeah. was ranch and, and sugar. Yeah. Sugar and mix it. He's like, that does oh. just as good. And that stuck with oh. me so long. I was like, Oh my yes. God. <laughs> like the fact that I remember that and I remember any other episode of that, like, lets me know that that was definitely some kind of moment. Right. Well, I remember Three Six Mafia when I was in high school. Everyone was like Three Sixes because they're the they're for Satan, you know. And in the first episode, you see Juicy J's dad's a preacher, and you're like, um, I have a feeling <laughs> they're rather playing into that to like, you know, the cult thing, or like someone just made that shit up, you know. And I was like, I mean, his dad's a preacher, and did I didn't even know DJ Paul didn't have one arm or whatever, you know, and you're like, Oh shit, he only has one arm. Yeah. You know, I learned so much about them from that show that for whatever reason, it's always made me like them more. For, I don't know. So I guess that's the benefit of a reality show. Whereas in all I really know of uh, bone thugs is crossroads uh, being really popular at the skating rink. And then, you know, everyone loves crossroads, but I have always heard how busy bone specifically always seems to like, be too cool for the other ones or always has issue. Like you always hear stories of busy bone. So that is, I guess he's the problem one or something. Yeah. I think I want to say the story on him is it's like, he actually does have like, I guess what they would call like mental issues where he does take medications and stuff like that, which, right. you know, all of us probably should or could be on something, but yeah, he's, he's always been like the, I guess you could say the troublemaker. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to give him a label. I mean, that's the only one who's like, I think Lazy Bone is one. I know I probably could come up with our name if I really sat and thought about it, but he's the one everyone knows because you just see more stories about him. Yeah, definitely. Um, so what's happened? Like, uh, I know we have all these like court cases and, you know, we have uh, one thing I was real hopped up on and I don't, I'm, I don't really care, I guess, but uh, is that everyone kept making the Kyle Rittenhouse thing racial. And I just always was like, I just don't get how it gets. I guess it's because it was at like a Black Lives Matter thing or whatever. Uh where it all yeah, happened. I think that was the only reason that yeah, it, it kind of they kind of tried to put the racial slant on it. I honestly didn't know what the hell Rittenhouse was. Like I had to like when I kept seeing it pop up on like different news feeds. Like I had to figure out like okay, what case is that? Like I I had no idea, and I was like okay, I think I kind of remembered that. Right. And uh, for some reason in my mind, it it kept being, and I know it's a totally different situation almost, but it kept being the. You remember the one about the kid with the sword? that I think went to a protest. Uh, I remember their thing, or am I making that up? We're like, I don't know about a kid. Like, I, I remember there was a, a story. There was a story. Maybe it was just a guy. Like, yeah. He might not have been a kid. I think there was an older guy who was claiming he was protecting a store and then he just got the shit behind him. And then at that time you're like, how is anyone on the side of these riot mobs? And like, I hate saying it because like people want to make it racial, right? But like, it's and I've said this right. too many times on this podcast. You will never convince me, normal person, and maybe I'll have to be in a situation in which my eyes are open or whatever, that like 
something happens in this part of the country that's an injustice. So we're going to go burn down buildings in the other part of the country. Like, I just don't get it. I don't get how like you going and stealing from this company is any justice to something else. And then everyone's argument is, well, who cares if you stole from? So there's a big corporation. I'm like, but that's a different argument. Like, that you know like and then they're like they're insured i'm like that's all i'm saying like i just don't get how like your first reaction to like the world's horrible let's go fuck shit up like i don't that's just not what happens to my in my head you know i mean different because i've talked to people about it who are on both sides of it that think it's justified think it's not you know black white different races like i i get a chance to talk to different types of people and what i get from the side that's on the side of fucking shit up is that the fucking shit up is just an expression of a feeling that has been bubbling up for, you know, maybe it's years, months, whatever. And then that's just how it comes out is this fucking shit up. Does it make sense? And does it relate to the actual reason at that time they're fucking shit up? Probably not. But to the people doing it, it's like, no, nah, this is our expression of frustration over a lot more than the shit we're riding over. But now this is like the breaking point or this is the one that gave us enough reason to say, you know what, we can we can fuck shit up over this. But we've been wanting to fuck shit up, just maybe not in a physical way. But sometimes people don't know how to fuck shit up in a political way where they can actually make a change. Right. Some people only know how to fuck shit up in a literal way. Right. And, if that makes sense. And I understand it's because of like uh I think everyone just knows what like you all have everyone has their own way of thinking or how they handle situation or whatever. And like, you know, I I grew up really thinking like in Biden and this whole Martin Luther King's idea of like, we can achieve equality by just treating everyone equal and all that. And, uh, you know, and he would be pouring more anti-violence, things like that. So maybe that's why my, my mind goes there. Uh, I just don't see where it's like helpful, you know? And again, like I live, I'm not going to say Oklahoma's racist. And I mean, you're in Georgia. I'm sure you, there's people I'm sure that aren't like the, the most unracist people, but you have moments like uh, where people let out something. And you're like, wait, wait, you think of them as like a group. Like, I just don't think of races of people as groups. And I know that's uh, not cool even these days, but I don't, I don't know. I just don't think of like, oh, the black people are all doing this or something. But like, that is how people think. And so whenever I think I talk to like an older white person here in Oklahoma and you know, they see an injustice done to George Floyd, but then it's met with like someone burning down a store in Los Angeles they do are like when the black people want justice, look what they're doing. Like, you know, it's all one big collection of a thing. And I'm like, I just think it hurts the movement, I guess. Like, I just don't think it's helpful, but I could be completely wrong. You know, like maybe I'm just a naive white person. No, I I get the same thing from black people. Like there's always a blanket, not always, but there's always certain people that like have a blanket judgment of an entire race or an entire religion or an entire something. And it's like, I get it. But I don't get it. Like, the, I don't know. Generalization just always been a problem for me anyway. Like, right. I like thinking of individuals, but that's hard to do when, you know, it's a lot of times it's easier for people to just think of everybody as a collective than as an individual person. It's like, well, if, that, if enough of a group is doing it, then they're all doing it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, for sure. it's done with everything. Yeah, I, I agree. But it's kind of like, uh, like you can't use the term hood anymore, right? Like I can't be like, and this was like a hood type person. Cause they're like, you mean black? And I'm like, no, I know black people have n- that never lived in a hood. Don't talk in an urban way. Like there are, I mean like this isn't, there are definitions to things, right? Like, I don't know. And it's like, people try to like claim words and it's like, no, this only means that. And I'm like, I just disagree. You know, like I've met white people who are the hoodest 
people in the way I would use that word or whatever. And they've lived in a project scenario like and then you meet black people who grow up on a farm. There are people here that are country and black. It's not that fucking weird. There's a whole town. They have all these horses. They're like a little small, only black town, but they're very country. And so if you see them around, you wouldn't be like, oh, they're black. So they're hood. No, like that's not the race thing, you know, but like sometimes people just want to make everything racial. I guess. And I guess I'm doing the same. So yeah, I, I think we, <laughs> nah, we, we live our lives in, in stereotypes. Like I, I won't sit here and act like I've never done it, but you know what I mean? Like it's sometimes that's just what we do. We, we stereotype others by what we've seen and you know, what we've actually had exposure to. And for some people, hood is only exposure to one certain race. To me, it's more of a class thing, but you can't really, you can't really tell that somebody who's only seen one uh, one race in a certain situation and won't see it as a class thing. Right. Like, well, I've only ever seen that race in it, you know. Well, like, it, like, like if I say, trashy is nah, I won't. Uh, <laughs> typically like a white thing, but I have met trashy black people or trashy Mexican. Like, uh, you know, like oh, there yeah. are there are certain terms we use. No, I was gonna say that. That's the beautiful thing about it is that you can say that for anything because at the end of the day, it's all just people. Right. But that would that would oversimplify it for people. Like people like that division. They like having those segments. Instead of just saying, look, there are trash people, there are hood people. Like it doesn't have to be restricted to a certain race, but it's just people. Like all humans can be all things. Like it, it doesn't just because I was born black doesn't mean I, I'm restricted to being A, B, or C. Just because you were born white doesn't mean oh you can only be A, B, or C. Like you can be whatever your environment ends up being. Honestly, it's the environment. Right. Exactly. I mean, scientifically speaking, you know, I don't know who one who cares about science, or whatever. But uh, if you go to like a caveman or not cave, not not the Neanderthal, but a, a Homo sapien at any time period ever since Homo sapiens become a thing, or since you know God made Adam and Eve, or you know however you want to look at it, and you put them in any time in like today's time period, they have the ability to be just as smart, you know, on average, someone then is is now. Now, like of course, the food and nutrients you give them after birth and all that shit, of course, affects it. But in general, the, because we're all the same species of homo sapien you do all have the same capabilities you know uh mentally anyway hey you're on a podcast with mo we're, we're not going to fix racism we're not going to fix stereotypes but damn it we can talk about it and we can at least make you think about it a little more yeah uh honestly i like having the ability uh to talk about it and not because i do think so many people are scared and uh i like friends i know i make my wife scared every once in a while but, like she's gonna think i'm gonna cross some line and I'm like, I think I handle myself pretty well. Like, I won't give it away, but I, I make a joke about you kind of on the next best of the best episode. And it's not really about you necessarily, but it's what I text you about this rap line I want to use someday. And I was explaining it to Skinny, yeah. but like I pull it off on the podcast where it's pretty funny. Right. And so I explained it to my wife of like, you think I took this one? Like, you think people will get offended by this? And she was like, honestly, you pulled it off away. I think you you did it. And I was like, hell yeah. Like, and I got so excited. Like <laughs> I made this awesome racial joke, but it's like, I don't think it's going to be offensive, you know? And so like, there is some weird pride in being able to pull that off. And then the thing with like offensive is that if you take, if you take a pool of the entire world, yes, yeah, somebody's going to be offended. Like there's no such thing as some people be offended just for the sake of being offended. Like, I don't know. That's why I never try to do things one way or another. Cause I'm like, nobody's ever going to, be okay with everything. I'm the only one that's okay with everything I do. And even I'm not okay with everything I do. So how can I expect somebody else to be? I definitely not. I mean, I, I think, uh, yeah, most of life's just, you're just trying, you know, or whatever. That's why yeah, you're just getting, trying to take it all too serious. It, um, 
Well, well, I'm trying to think of any other things. There was another kind of thing I wanted to talk about with Snappy, but I forgot about it. And then I was like, I'll bring it up with Soka, but I didn't write it down because I'm an idiot. There was something that happened in the news recently that I felt like was kind of a big deal that I was like, I guess I should be talking about this, but fuck if I know at the moment. I don't think there's anything else. I know that um, the mobile, uh, I don't know. I don't know his name. The, the, the guy who was jogging and they hunted him down and killed him, yeah. basically. Uh, Ma- I know they Aubrey. got found guilty. Mm-hmm. Aubrey, that was it. Yep. I don't know why I want to say my Woodbine. That's an actor, I think. I don't, I don't know where I got that from. But yeah, Aubrey, he, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that case, which was way more uh, truthful to classify it as a racial case. Yeah, <laughs> like it was a modern day the other one. I mean, yeah, I like that's, that's literally what it was. I mean, I, I was more interested in that one. That one really could have made things go left to right as far as, you know, tempers flaring and the way people tend to feel about how verdicts turn out. Like, you know, for some people, it is what it is. But, you know, something like that, especially... If you're a black person, like you're like, fuck, man, I, I don't want that to be the new normal that that ends up being OK. Like I didn't grow up in that time where it was cool to do it. Right. I don't want to be in that time. Like, well, I'm good with the time period I grew up in. I mean, besides like, the whole like, time period, I don't want to go back to. Right. Besides the whole like them, him chasing him down, cornering him. All, I mean, all that was horrible. But just in general, I just don't think you can say I brought a gun to the scenario got violent when they once they touch my gun i brought i feared for my life and it's like no no you brought that gun like i think you should i almost think we should make a law where like if you bring a gun someone can use it on you so you better fucking (laughs) figure the shit out i don't know yeah at some point you're you're not the one defending yourself you're the one that needs to be defended against right if you're the aggressor in the situation like and and that's what i think it should come down to like who's actually being the aggressive one in the situation, like in every situation I've ever seen. And I know this is another one of those divisive topics, but the police always seem like they're the aggressors. Like when, like these pullover situations, like there's so many of them, but you know what I mean? The different pullover scenarios where it's like, you watch the videos and you're like, man, that cop is really escalating the situation and being more aggressive than the person who's, you know, technically should be the criminal. Right. And really what gets, I think but, everyone, you know, whoever being aggressive, I think what gets everyone riled up in the like Rittenhouse thing, then also the scenarios you're talking about is that like a lot of those things, you know, the people of color are being pretty chill, right? Like they're kind of following orders or whatever. And then like, I, I know for sure I have been in a car with a white person before who's acted belligerent and left with a ticket, you know, or whatever. And like it's people that have been assholes, the cops, but the cops don't do anything. But you do see videos where it's like, a black person does one thing slightly out of line, then their life is at risk. So like, I do think that is for sure something to be aware of. We should definitely be, you know, very pissed off about, or like when someone's like, well, if a black person did what Rittenhouse did, they wouldn't be getting off. I'm like, well, that's a problem because I think if it was self-defense, I do think they should be able to use that too, you know? And like, I know this case came out, uh, fuck, I wish I remember her name. There was a girl happened like a year, year and a half ago, maybe, but it's kind of come back up in the news after Rittenhouse. There was a girl who was being sex trafficked or pimped out or however you want to word it. Uh, and, um, I remember, then she like slit the throat of the, yeah, she went and killed the guy, a right? Pimp or a John or something like, yeah. And it was, and it's pitched in the news. Cause my wife was telling me the story. And so the other day I was like, let's just look it up. You know, I don't fucking know anything about it. So she looked it up, read all about it. And, uh, you know, the story is basically, 
that you'll get told is that, well, she had to kill this person because she was being sex trafficked and that was all the only thing she had to do. So when I hear that, I think, well, she is trapped in a cage somewhere. She has no control or whatever. Now, maybe that's me being, uh, you know, holding too high of a bar or whatever of what that should be. But like when you look uh, at that, that's what I think of when I think of sex trafficking, like just from watching it, you know, on TV and Mike, I don't have any experience in it in real life. So my experience is what I've seen on TV shows. Right, right. And that's what it, that's what sex trafficking looks like. Like when I see the word, that's what I picture is dirty women, cages, keeping them drugged up. Like that's the visual I get. Right. And so uh, to really what happened or I believe is when she was 16, she got on Backpage or one of these websites that, you know, you can uh, prostitute yourself out, met this white dude. Uh and apparently this white dude uh, has this thing for black teenage girls and, you know, it's a thing he frequently does or whatever. And so they had this relationship for like a year or whatever where she was, he was paying her, you know, like, and now on this whole news article we were reading, everyone kept being like, but ch- children can't be prostitutes. That's illegal. And it's like, it's illegal regard. Like it was so stupid the way people kept like harping on that. Like people can call her a prostitute, but that's not even possible because she was 16. And it's like, well, if she introduced herself as 19 and it's a prostitute, it is like, I don't know. This is the way some people live in this bubble of like, that's not possible. Kept getting under, under my skin when we were reading it. And uh, so anyway, she had been in and out of, you know, had this thing going on with him. But she showed up that night, took LSD with him. And then I guess is claiming something happened during that thing in which she needed to do self-defense to kill him. So it like on the years and years of like her being a prostitute or being sex trafficked and him being a, a customer, in my opinion, doesn't really come into account. No kind of but, anything. Right. Like I don't. Right. And I know that's like insensitive or whatever, but it wasn't like she had to escape by killing him. And that was her only way. Like she went there fluently, took LSD and then something happened in which she killed him, took his BMW and left, gave the BMW to her brother, posted a picture about how she's balling, giving him this BMW. So the prosecution pitched it as she went to murder him and steal his car while her and her boyfriend you know, that was like their master plan or whatever. And so people are like, no, it's because she was being sex trafficked and that's why she did it. And I'm like, I'm sure that played a part. Like she probably didn't love her life or whatever, but I don't know. Like, so people use that one as like, a, let's come back Kyle Rittenhouse to self-defense case with that case. And like, that was what like, yeah. quote unquote. I don't, I don't think, I don't think the two line up. Yeah. People always reach and stuff like that happens. I don't see the two cases lining up. Right. And so to me, where I always feel, I guess, weird racially. And so like something that's quote unquote black Twitter. I mean, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. Like, you know, there are certain like takes or whatever and and people that speak on there. Uh, You know, that's what they were wanting to hold up. And I'm like, I just think you're doing a disservice to the cause, if you will, by like using this one as the one of like, what about this? If Kyle Rittenhouse gets to let go and I'm like, Oh man, but you can't say anything because then you'll get attacked of like, and you make hip hop music. And you have this opinion? <laughs> and all people can be all things. Right. That's all there is to it, man. But now that, yeah, that situation, I said, it's not like he he was showing up to protest every week intentionally to get beat up. And then that was the one where he decided to shoot. Like, I, I, might, I might see a parallel then. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. I mean, I was... Uh, yeah. I was all against him before the court case. So in general, like my general feelings, I've said on here, I think anyone who shows up at a protest to play cop is a douchebag. I just don't think you're ever going to be a cool, normal human being if that's like what you think is cool. But 
he apparently like gave CPR to people earlier in the day. And like he was doing so. And then when I found out that this actually, I don't know if I talked about the podcast, his whole family lived there in Kenosha. Like it was pitched to me that he lived like a long ways away, which apparently his hometown was one mile on the other side of the state line. That's how my hometown is. So like, that'd be like someone saying it was weird. I went to Texas when I lived like, fucking two miles from yeah, Texas. Yeah, you're like down the street from Texas, yeah. yeah. They make it seem like you went far out of your way to cross state lines. Right, and they kept using that. And then apparently, like when I said, when I found out he has grandparents and aunts and uncles that live in Kenosha, then like, oh, okay, him protecting his neighborhood actually, not that I would ever do that, but at least that is, it makes more sense, right, than what it was pitched originally. So once you start seeing how the media shapes stuff, you're like, I don't know, man. I don't know about all this shit. And I hate it because I hate being feeling like I'm siding with conservatives because I think they're all crazy. Uh, but I think on this one, you know, and I, I kind of all for gun rights, even though I, I probably will never own a gun. Uh, I just, I think it's weird. There's so many people who are like kind of cool with not protecting that aspect of it all. You know, I just think there's certain places that if you show up on, it's more, I don't know. It's like you have an expectation of trouble. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's, you know, if you show up looking for something, a lot of times you'll find it. And that's that's my whole thing with it. Like, I, I don't I don't know that he should have been found guilty of a crime necessarily, but it definitely shouldn't be looked at as everything he did was justified and right. I, I guess that's where I'm at with it. Well, it's I think it comes down to a lot of like common sense and etiquette, right? Like our, most of our current world doesn't have etiquette. Um, you know, right. no one wants to just give every, anyone else any little bit of respect or just like not make this a, a big deal. So what happens are these people buy AR-15s and they're like, well, I'm going to strap this across my chest and walk into this establishment. It's open carry, you know, and they want to yeah. and you're like, dude, just yeah, be just you can do it. That means you should do it. Exactly. Exactly. Like, couldn't you just chill if kind of like people that have big systems in their car, right? Like we'll take other, they have like all these systems in their car uh, yeah. and it's fucking 11 o'clock at night and they're like, well, I better turn this motherfucker up and just rattle everyone's oh, boy, windows yeah. and, and you're rattle like everything i dude i love stereo systems but it's etiquette just don't do it like in a neighborhood after dark or like i did but no one can do that they're like is there a law huh what you gonna show me a law yeah. and they were just like it's so annoying we're like if, if everyone could just be cool and just imagine you're that person or they were you like how would you want this to go everything yeah, would would be so be much okay better. but it just that's not what happens everyone's like what kind of technicalities could i get away with you know i could i uh, want to say i I think Chris Rock said it in a stand-up special. I might be wrong about it being Chris Rock, but he was like, I can drive with my fucking feet, but that don't make it a good idea. Right. Like, I don't think there's a lot of stuff I can't drive with my feet. Yeah. But why would I do it? Like, why would I want to? It still feels dangerous. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. People, <laughs> well, it is this world of um, everyone wants to be famous, and I hate to shit on that because, uh, like, you know, yeah. me and you, we make music, you know, we'd be the coolest shit in the world if someone heard it and it blew up, you know, I'm not going to act like that's not cool, or if I want, I would love if people love this podcast, but not because, like, some random reason, I just wish there was enough people who enjoyed what I had to say that they're like, oh, I'll tune into that, you know, uh, but not because, like, the fame itself. But I, and, I, and I think there's a difference between what we want and people who, who want attention for anything, like, literally... True. Like uh, for us, it's music or the entertainment part of the podcast. For some people, it's literally anything. They're like, if I could just get famous for anything, I would be happy. Like that's how they live. So yeah, it's it's different. Yeah. So I think when people live that way, you know, kind of like the, the everyone filming everything, and I try not to hate on it. 
you know, like everyone's like, you know, for the George Floyd thing, people be like, and those people just film. I'm like, what are they going to do? Attack a cop? Like, what the, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, that, like, I mean, I, people that would claim like that was weird. But in general, like when there's fights and people just start filming it, I don't have that go to because we grew up before we all had fucking video cameras in our pocket. Um, if I saw a fight, I don't know if I'd break it up necessarily. It'd be it would depend if someone was outnumbered. I would probably try to like, hey, hey, you know, or whatever. You know, I know my homie Powell. For, for me, it's it's a whole do I know him factor. Like if I don't know you, like I, I'm generally not interfering in whatever the hell you got going on. Right. Well, one way or another. I will say one of my favorite moments, uh, nothing really happened of it, but we were me and Powell moved in this place called Tanglehood. It was actually Tanglewood, but they all they call it Tanglehood because it wasn't the best apartments. And um we we're moving in the first day, and this one uh dude was about to get jumped by these two other people. Uh, this one white dude was gonna get jumped by these two Mexican guys, and Pow Wow is, is native, if you didn't know by his fucking name. And uh, he runs out there and he goes, I'm gonna help this white guy. And I was like, What, bro? And I'm like, You, I'm like, dude, we don't know these people, we're just moving in. Like, what the fuck are you doing? And then he was like, I'm gonna have his back, man. It's two on one. And like, that's just how Pow Wow is for some reason. And so he ran down there. And then as soon as he did this, the white guy started swinging a stick at Pow Wow. And he's like, I'm here to help you. And then all of a sudden the cops, you heard cop sirens. And then Pow Wow turns around and all three of them are gone. And Pow Wow's just left there. And the cops come and talk to him. And he's like, I don't know. I'm moving in a day. I go to help this white guy and turn around. They're all gone. Like, it was just so stupid, but funny. <laughs> Side tangent, like the way, like the nickname y'all have for that apartment, like, we got stuff like that around here too. Like we, we got nicknames for, you know, different, whether it's a projects, an apartment, you know, complex, like the people who live there always view it differently right. than the people who actually own it. And I like, sometimes I just think about like the people who built this had no intention of like, we got one that used to be called making gardens, but we all called it G block. I'm like, they had no idea we were going to turn that into this right. when they envisioned creating these apartments. Like they, they created a business to make money out of, living and like we completely turn it into something else yeah when we, that's, that's just always funny when me and Powell moved in uh there they had a pool at the apartment that hadn't worked for years uh there was a laundry mat that they didn't have working so like we were there at the end of like the the cycle or whatever and we had uh this one black dude and white girl that lived below us it was one not to be stereotypical but it was definitely the the white girl worked a graveyard shift and was the only one with the job and then he was like one of those black dudes that like just lived off his uh, bigger white woman. Like she made 100% of the income and he just chilled. So we ended up smoking with him a lot uh, once we got that, you know, established. But I always was like, man, how do you not have a job, bro? Like I, I couldn't fathom it. I was like, you just sit here all day. Fathom it, yeah. And uh, then below them, because we were on the third floor, uh, was this Mexican family. And it was like a whole bunch more people than it probably should have been in one place. And one night, Mexican guy got drunk and kicked open our door. I wasn't there because he thought it was his door. We're on the third floor and he's on the first of like these, like, you know, they're not, there's not like a building you go in to get to like all your doors are outside. And he kicked open the door and just like, yeah, don't leave my jacket here. And then uh powwow's girlfriend who lived with us was like, no. And she was scared. She was like 70 pounds. So, so good wet. So, it was crazy. Uh, but yeah, it was a crazy place. Yeah, she should be. <laughs> right. Like, I, I too would be afraid in that situation and I'm no one's girlfriend. There was a, I'd, be, I'd be a little fearful too. There was, they all had Pizza Hut style roofs, all the little apartment towers or whatever. So that was fun. And then one guy got stabbed in his sleep 150 times one night and he oh, survived. And we watched him get rolled back in full of bandages. Like he looked like a mummy. 
And I was like, bro, this place is wild. We got to. And we eventually left because Powell. We got to make moves. <laughs> yeah. Well, I dated this girl at the time who was like uh, probably, you know, the worst decision I made, you know, probably, but also have a lot of dumb stories that come with it. And uh, her and Powell's girlfriend didn't get along. They tried, but it just didn't work out. And um, I actually broke up with her for Powell and his girl. I was like, I'll just break up with her, man. It's cool. But that only lasted so long, you know, cause she was crazy. And, uh, eventually Powell moved out and got a place. And then this other dude moved in named sideshow who I like a lot. And I always think he probably hates me for this, but like a month after he moved in, they tried to do like, y'all have to sign new lease agreements at this new price with this new shit. And I was like, no, fuck that. You can't do that. Mm-hmm. So I just was like, bro, I got to find a different place. I can't live here. They're trying to up the charge on like the worst fucking apartment in town. Like we can't do this. And he stayed and I left, but I could always tell he didn't like, I, he thought I abandoned him, you know? Cause if you don't live there a month. Yeah. No, I, I had to do the same thing once with a family member. Like everything went up and I was like, dude, I'm sorry. Like I got, and I just started like dating my wife. So like me and her moved in together and I was like, I'm so sorry, dude, but I can't justify paying more at this place. I don't think I ever told the story of when I moved in with my wife. So this will be a good spot for it. Since you mentioned that, uh, yeah. My I graduated college uh took me five years. Took I was a little slow about it. And uh then I didn't want to move home. So I just got a job at this prepaid legal place that I worked at for a few years. The job that made me quit music for a while. Cause I just, you know, had to have a job. Me and Powell both went in, got in the same training class or whatever, and did that. And then my wife had one more semester left. And um so she does that and student teaching, I believe it was. And then she is going to move to uh, this other town in Oklahoma. It's about an hour away because she got a teaching job there. And then she was taking a trip to South America with her best friend from high school, who's fr- whose family's from South America. So they go take this month long thing. And she tells me like, oh, yeah, we're going to move into this. Pl-. You know, she had just moved there six months ago, but I was going to move into this place about an hour away. So I get everything ready. I get I have a key to the house. I move everything there while she's in South America. And so when she gets back, I live there. But I didn't know she didn't tell her parents at all. And now we're like 22, 23 or whatever. So maybe we shouldn't have to do that. But yeah, but still you do when you're white people it's, in Oklahoma, I guess. It's, it's that respect thing. Yeah, it's more of a respect thing than a have to do it thing. That cordial and we talked about and i did feel some type of way that when i because i didn't know until after i'd moved in my shit was moved in about three days after she gets back from south america and she's like oh now i gotta tell my mom and i was like wait you haven't told your parents like i live here now you know like it was like i was kind of like what the fuck like this is gonna be horrible because uh, <laughs> there's no change in this <laughs> right and so we lived there uh i don't know two years maybe until we moved back uh to ada and it was a good apartment. You know, it was like a little quadplex, uh, had the hard tile floors, kind of like a low income housing type of thing would. And, uh, I don't know. It was a real, real small. So we got used to living with each other pretty quickly. We had to. I, like, that's, that's definitely one thing. Like I, I'll never agree with like the whole, like people who think you shouldn't live with somebody before you get married. Like forget the whole sex part. Like that, that's even weirder, but yeah, like the whole, Oh, you should live with a person till you get married. I'm like, that sounds like the most backwards thing I've ever heard. Like, why would like why would you commit to something first and then find out? You know what I mean? Like, you don't do that with anything else. Like, why would you do that with a bond I, between people? I ha- I have heard people say that on the sex thing that if you could wait until marriage, their argument would be you'd have nothing to compare it to, and sex is so good that it would feel great. So what's so if you're having premarital sex, you're just setting yourself up to maybe be with someone who's worse than someone you had before. I don't necessarily agree with that. I would much rather uh, figure out what I enjoy beforehand. Um, but 
that's everyone else's. But living with someone, I agree. My grandparents actually, uh, he's my step grandpa, but he's been married to my grandma before I was born. So he's my grandpa. Uh, but they, my grandma married her high school sweetheart and uh had you know they moved in together and it did not go well got divorced and then same with my my grandpa who was my same grandpa but then too before they got married this was each of their second marriages they lived with each other like for like four years and so they were like told me even as yep. a kid like you need to live with somebody like every and then they were really religious too but jump in. yeah they were yeah. like somehow they they kept both thoughts of like i'm really religious and whatever but it doesn't make sense to not ever lived with someone you're not gonna know how y'all work together whatever so i'm totally in that same camp i mean i was my wife for three years i think before i proposed so she passed the test i say yeah that's definitely one of those old-timey things that's like yeah some some things just got to be let go or right, there's some things that are more old-timey it's like yeah in a perfect world that would be cool if everybody could think that way but that ain't one of them like you got to be practical sometimes Right. Well, <laughs> realize that you're humans. Like you can't just like oh, that'd be like moving in and roommating with a stranger. Like in college, you're kind of forced to like if you got a dorm situation. But like other than that, like there's no situation where you would just meet a stranger on the street and like, hey, let's get a place together. Right. Like and commit to like having this. You know, we're gonna commit to this lease, and I don't, I don't know you. Like, yeah, I, I definitely, know. I lucked out with powwow, and uh, you know, I. I've met plenty of people who did not have this experience. That's how I know I'm lucky about it. But I mean, me and Pow Wow, we're, we're just, we legitimately treat each other like brothers. Like when we live together, you know, like there is no, I bought that milk. How dare you? Or this is mine. And this should be your, like, if I bought it, it was his. And if he bought it, it was mine. And we, and now maybe he hid his well, but I truly believe that. And I feel like he truly did too. Like we just did not hold animosity like that whenever that girlfriend that when we first lived together was there she would hide canned food in her dresser drawers because she didn't want to share groceries and i remember whenever i found that out i was like bro this isn't cool and he was like and then that eventually moved out like it was just so weird to live with someone like that whereas like me and powwow were like so i don't know we were just we were very familiar you know it's, it's definitely easier to live with somebody who you got that familiarity familiarity with right for sure like uh uh wyatt and dom who used to call this podcast a long time ago or be on it uh hopefully someday i can get dom back they live together and i trained uh them <laughs> with this prepaid legal job ad and the hearing them complain about their living situation i'm like oh we would never do that and that's how i realized like ah oh, yeah it's cool that you live with the grant like they would be mad like i said one person bought this milk but the other one finished it before they could eat their cereal or whatever and you're like Y'all really mad or like, oh, I'm not washing. Those are his dishes. I'm not washing those. I only wash my dishes. I'm like, man, if there's dishes in the sink, I'm going to wash mine and powwow's dishes, bro. Like, I don't know. It was it was weird. It was weird the way you come across people that are so selfish, you know, I guess in that way. But for me also, I, I was an only child. So I I think I really was like, hell yeah, brother living or whatever. I was all for it. Brotherhood. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. Um, all right. Last thing I want to talk about uh, is music shit. I feel like we'll probably have some stuff to talk about. So um, how did your garage rap album do? Uh, it's been out for a little over a month now. And I'm, I got to say, man, I'm still proud of it. I still listen to it every other day, at least. Cause I mean, it's, you know, it's not like it's super long. It's 30 minutes and uh, it's songs that I wanted to make, got them made. They sound not perfect, but they sound better than they could sound. And for me, that's all that matters. Like it's tolerable. Like, I, I don't ever need pristine. If it's, you just imagine it's in a cassette deck of a car in like the 80s or 90s, I think it sounds good. Yeah. Like I said, I, I bumped it and I even bought a, uh, 
I got a new, bigger, wide speaker. It's got a little more bass to it. And since I've been playing on that, I was like, like it, it even hits even better on this than, you know, some of the shit I was listening to it on. Right. I'm, yeah. I like it. I'm proud of it. Uh, all the beats were dope. You made the beats. Uh, the concept of, you know, this is going to sound like this, so you can you can skip that on your critique is basically what the what the opening is. It's like, you know, I get it. Everybody, everybody's a music expert on sound, but that that's more of a, to me, more of a recent thing. Like, I don't, I don't think that was always a thing. You know, it used to be people would just be not impressed, but they would give you credit just for making music. Right. Well, I'll say now, uh, as far everybody as everybody does it, quality, you know? I remember, you know, as far as Napster, LimeWire, you know, all that era stuff, I would purposely download the shittier version so I could have more of them. Yeah. You know, like that was more space. I mean, like, so it is a newer thing. Like now I would, if I really loved a song, go find that, that 320 kilobit one or whatever, you know, I'm like, I'm gonna go find that good version. But in general, you know, I did, I had all kinds of like shitty quality ones because they were just smaller files. And so you'd be like, ah, it's worth the risk. You know, I'm, that's how I get all these songs on the computer. So it is funny. Yeah, that's I did that. I did that shit with video for a long time too, like doing BitTorrent and downloading like whole seasons of stuff. Yeah, it was like let me find Standard the lowest resolution. Definition. Yes, I ain't get no high def. Fuck that. I agree. I'm the same way. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. For what? Yeah, I mean nowadays I'm I'm probably a little different because we have all this access and I have a 4K TV and all this shit. But yeah, back then I was like, what the fuck's the point of any of it? Uh, and it probably made me like them even more, exactly. honestly. Uh, but yeah, so the music I thought was good has so happy done good. I felt like that would probably get on some playlist. Yeah, it um so far as far as submitting the playlist, I think because it's pretty much weekly, um going down and getting them submitted to different playlists. But uh, I'm on you can't. I think it was the last thing uh, that got some that graveyard. We we've been submitting and putting it through the daily playlist and all the different review sites, pretty much anywhere you can submit a song, you know, we, we try to get submitted for as many times as they'll let you do it for free. Like right. all that buying tokens and coin shit is, yeah. we, we tried it before and it, it doesn't make a difference. Like I'll just wait the extra week to get the free back or month, you know, whatever each site has a different rule, but right. whatever. But, uh, down to, um, you can't is the one that most recently got submitted. And out of all of them, as far as playlists that I'm actually seeing pop up, because I, I just, I used to go through and actually go to the sites and like click on like what was approved and try to check emails, but that shit gets exhausting. So now if it gets more than, it used to be 25 plays, but now I feel like I'm seeing playlists even if they play it once. So I'll just go through my Spotify uh, artist page and usually I'll scroll down to the very bottom and if I got that one or two plays on a playlist, I'm like, oh, they accepted it. it you know, if it's not one of our graveyard ones that I know is somebody else's who we must have submitted to, or right. just somebody who randomly found it, which is always cool. Like those are the ones that I'm like, damn, you you played my shit and you don't know me. You know, I didn't submit it to you, and right. you put it on your playlist. And the fun part is, by the time I go to the playlist, it's usually not on there anymore. Yep. <laughs> but I'm like, you know what? You played it this ten times and then it went away. I appreciate the ten. <laughs> like I, I can't be mad at that because you could have done zero. Like that's, that's always where I'm at with it. So even when I go to it, I'm like, damn, it's already gone. But you know, I got that five, 10 extra streams from it or 25 in some cases is like the best case scenario, but, uh, definitely so happy has been the one that's got accepted the most. So I think that's pretty cool. 
Yeah, it just seemed like it has a. I don't know. It has a. I like that one. I think it has a good, uh, good vibe to it. And H 2s Camelot line. It's got so diversity good. on it, man. It's, yeah, anytime you can get just that variation and flow, like I think it's one of those songs where you can listen to it, even with it having multiple verses, because every verse is so different and every voice is so different. You don't you don't tend to get as bored with it as you would with a song where it's just the one artist doing the hook and the verse. Like once you listen to it twice, you're like, okay, I, I've heard this person's voice way too much. Like, and I think that's how people end up looking at songs, like, which is why I, I can definitely agree with a lot of people who tend to love doing collabs. Like if you can do a bunch of collabs and, you know, it, it makes it more likely that somebody will listen to it more than once because maybe they like one verse or both verses or they want to hear something they missed before. I don't know. It just, it helps have somebody different on the hook. Yeah, and speaking of collapse, uh, doing a bunch of those at the moment. I'm see if I can pull up my list at the moment without stopping all my shit here. Um, I believe we're at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirty, forty, fifty. I think we're at eighteen songs total that have been sent out to people, like beats and stuff, and then almost all of them people have already sent back their shit. So it's coming along very quickly. It's a little overwhelming. Overwhelming. How, how many I had to do. <laughs> well, and because people like Mikey Lack sent me two verses the last two days and they're like amazing. And I'm like, God damn it. Now I have to no, again, not that I don't want to do amazing stuff. And I do want people to do awesome shit. You know, I'm, this is just me being hyperbolic, but it's just your are times you're like, God, now I have to do something like super good to match that or whatever, you know, like because there, there is yeah, a match. You just raise the bar. Right. And it's and maybe it's not even about like lyrical content. It's all the time. It's an energy thing or like, uh, how am I going to fit into what they did, you know, on this beat? Cause that might not be my normal thing. So like really the internet friends thing is me being like trying anything, you know? So it isn't like necessarily always my best foot forward. So there seems to be pressure. I'm applying more on myself, but I'm simultaneously, I think this helps making a solo album. I let Brad listen to one of the songs I made recently to kind of give him a feel for the the vibe I've been going for. And he just said it's going to be Portraits too. He's like, it sounds just like Portrait. <laughs> so uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens, uh, what I end up naming it. But yeah, I have this whole like, I can't really sing, but I'm going to try to sing. And all the beats are real fucking chill. So I'm working on that on the side. And then Internet Friends for as well. And um, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fucking shit, man. Yeah, and that that Portraits album, like that's still on my list of one of the ones where I know I'm listening to it at least a couple times a week. Um, that along with CJ Jones, uh, his new project's really good too. Uh, I've been enjoying that one. That's a nice nighttime kind of chill vibe, not too much bass or too much loud, and it's just kind of a more of a mellow. You know, that's that's kind of my at night go to if I just want to listen to one project and not really hear a bunch of different songs from different artists. Yeah, I think uh, CJ done good. You know, I'm on two verses, so it's almost like uh, almost my album. And I made some beats. It's almost a collab almost. album. Yeah, like that's close. Yeah, like when I realized that, I was like, "Son of a bitch, he's on another one." Because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize it at first. Like I, I knew the, uh, I think melatonin was the one I knew was um where you had the verse, and of course you did all the beats on it. But um, then when I heard the "Don't Trip," I was like, "Oh shit, he's on another one too." Like that that one surprised me. Yeah, I, I like, heard it on the podcast, but I didn't put two and two together that they were both on the same project. I think that was the whole thing. Right. Yeah. And I actually, I like Don't Trip a lot. You know, I don't know how it's doing yeah. out there or not, yeah. but uh, it's different. It's unique, you know, for anyone like 
Because you see all these tweets all the time and they're like, I'm tired of hearing the same old trap drums and the same old beats. I want artists to do whatever. And now maybe I'm biased and that is totally possible. But I do think like my beats aren't like, I think they're decent, but I don't think they're like typical. You know, I don't think they're like every what everyone else is used to hearing. So like, I do think it's cool. People are making songs with them and, and hopefully it's the different shit people are wanting, you know? And on that whole topic of like different things people post, like I, I always feel like people post the whole like I want to hear some different thing just to get reactions and not because they actually want to hear something different. <laughs> right, it's true. Like it, I don't know. Like I, I, I see it and then I'm like, you're just doing that. What, what do they call it? Engagement. Like they're just doing it to get engagement. Like it'd be cool if you actually really did want to hear different shit, but I don't know. It, it a lot of times you just feel jaded and you don't feel like what people are saying is actually what it mean. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I mean, I will say I, I try to do many different styles. You know, I don't know if this is a good idea or not, but it is the way I'm I have to do it. So, um, I mean, I think if people are fans of my music, like I think Skinny's probably is, you know, unless he's just faking it. But he always is like, oh, you're going with this voice and not this voice. Like, you know, he, he notices now like, oh, you got these different voices you do. And I'm like, yeah, man, I mean, it's just for whatever it calls for, you know, try to. And I'm sure a lot of people do that, but also a lot of artists don't. I mean, I'm. I talked to plenty that'll be like, yeah, but how would I do this verse if it was at this BPM? And I'm like, what do you mean? Just do it. Like some people are very strict yeah, to like the way they, they, they do yeah. their art. Not trying to they hate put, on it. They do more of a science to it. <laughs> right. But, uh, my shit, I was explaining this to Brad the other day. Cause, uh, we, we have this song on internet friends for, I've finally finished my verse for it. And I, I'll be honest. I don't think my verse is very good. I think Brad and, Coop definitely, uh, you know, are better on the song. But before I did it, I was like, man, I don't, even, I just didn't, I wasn't feeling confident, you know, about it for whatever reason. But it is done. Yeah. We'll do some mixing. We'll see, you know, try to get a little better. Uh, but I mean, there, that is, that's kind of what it is with this collab. I'm like, sometimes I'm just like, ah, I'm, I'm going to try and do what I can, but we'll see. We'll see. And then like other times, it's something like uh, make it happen too. I guess that's a, also a tease for people. Uh, that beat is so good that I'm like, fuck, I got to destroy this. Cause that beat is like just right up my alley. It's like one I would choose, you know? Yeah. It's, it's a really good beat. Like I, I love the, like I, I still, when I hear that, when I can close my eyes and I think I said it in a verse, like I can just picture like being outdoors and just staring at some beautiful shit. Like it just, I don't know. It feels like a, a nature, natural beat, less of a, you know, city industrial beat. I don't know. It's just the vibe it gives me. Right. Um, also, my 2022 plans. So I'm going to lay all those out. Here's all my 2022 music plans. Podcast, who knows? This, thing could, this shit could all be gone tomorrow on the podcast. You know, I feel like we've been gaining a little <laughs> steam with some listeners. So I do appreciate that. Uh, and I don't want to ever cancel it, to be honest. But I'm telling you, it it gets, uh, it's not even tough. Tough's word. not even the right word. And it's a chore. It, sometimes it's a chore. I think that's a perfect word for it. You know, and, I, and it's almost always worth it. But there are just some times where it's like, uh, like, especially these last couple of weeks, I have so many collabs I need to really be writing that every time I'm mixing a podcast, not recording it, I don't mind recording them, but the mixing part, I'm like, fuck, I could be doing other shit, but I'm sitting there re-listening to me talking to somebody, you know, <laughs> that, that is just my thought when I'm doing it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It's definitely a matter of time. Yeah. It's a time thing. So yeah, 2022 plans. Uh, you know, of course I mentioned internet friends for, I'm sure that'll get done, uh, probably the first half of 2022 it's all going really quickly at the moment um it could be the later half but i would say it's before july you know if i had to guess at this moment i think we can do it before july um 
Then I have the solo project. Right now, like I said, Brad's named it Portrait Two, but I don't want to name it that. I just I need a really good name for it. You know, something really needs to come to me. Um, I have a song on it called New Me, so I feel like I could just call it New Me, but uh, I don't know. Is, is it really a new me? Who knows? And then uh, I'm going to make beat pack wise. I have two plans for beat packs only at the moment. Uh, you know, I need to sell beats. Honestly, I need to really push my beat store more and try to you know get some money flowing there because I really took my foot off the gas on that this year and focused more on myself as an artist, you know, rap artist, and then also giving away so many beats. Um, and I think they all turned out great. And I'm sure I'll give away some more, but I, I do probably somewhere need to figure out how I get people to care about that, about those. Um, but I'm going to make a beat pack. The first one is for Brad Sturex, Coop, and it's your boy H2. They're going to do a collab project. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, that's, that, that, that sounds like it could be something very awesome right well and honestly it kind of came to me of uh, a lot of the times when i was trying to when i hear a beat i think well that could be a brad beater that could be an h2 and i was like what if they're just together and then they happen to already make a song together that they wanted me to be on uh they're like quotes fucking donnie brasco or some shit. I don't, i've never seen fucking donnie brasco so i was like guys i just it's just ain't for me i don't know like <laughs> it's good i just don't think i would fit on it you know and uh so they were going to put it out. And then I was like, wait, hold on. What if we do a collab project with y'all two? And so we kind of got that all uh, started, you know, in the embers. I got to make the beats, of course, you know, and do all that shit. Um, and then after I was doing that, because honestly, it's so annoying when you just have one beat folder you got to make, because then you rather have a beat for it or not, you know? And so if you have more folders, that's more options for the beats to go into. So I was like, well, we need other people. And then CJ, I know, has been wanting more another beat pack because i think you know this last shit went pretty well and uh so he he was all for it and then you'd mentioned you would be down and i think with your new audio interface and cj's ability to mix and of course i can help as well um because i think really the only thing is you just got to keep your audio raw as fuck and then you know let me or cj mix because you the last the reason the last one you sent me for make it happen to work so well is you kept all that air noise in that you normally try to cut out and then i can take that right. and sample it and then i can tell the computer now listen for that and take that out of everything and then it does it right and so like it really is a huge step um so anyway i think you and cj can make something cool and more i've thought about it since he mentioned that with the way the vibe of uh you know you're more bluesier kind of lean i feel like you have i think that will fit really well with cj so uh, i'm probably gonna go more guitarish type beats for y'all but i'm like you know who knows what what'll happen but right now those are my producer plans we're doing collab albums for the homies basically i had a thought the other day uh i was listening to matter of fact i was listening to his album and then i was working on some hooks from i think i had two or three beats that i never used that never made it to garage rap that I've been writing stuff for that I'm going to put something out with at some point. But, um, I was like, man, see, like when CJ sings, he sounds how I think I sound <laughs> like when I'm writing these hooks and these verses, right. I'm like his actual voice and how it turns out is how in my head I'm trying to make like, you know, different words and stuff like that. But I'm like, damn it, man, that, that's, that's how I think I sound. <laughs> or yeah. I think I'm going to sound like he, he's got a good, like I, I like his his white boy soul. I don't know what to call it, right. but I like it. I, I really do. I wish I could sing. And some people are like, "You can sing," and I'm like, "No, no." Y'all hear me sometimes on songs, and you think something sounds good. I'm good at imitating. So, like, if I can, yeah, yeah, if I can imagine another person doing it, 
I can kind of imitate what that would sound like or whatever. You know, it's kind of hard to explain, but like I can't just sit there and like original lyrics and just sing. You know, like that's just not my my throat doesn't work that way. So um last night I was actually recording a verse for Karma because she's done so many for me. You know, someone asked me to do it. I'm like, well, of course I will. And then I've had all these other things to do. So I was like, if I don't do hers now, I will not do it. So like I really put the pressure on yesterday to to record this verse. But it's like a, you know, perverted love song thing, you know? So I'm trying to like half sing, but I can't sing. And so I just keep throwing auto tune on shit. And I'm like, fuck it. You know, it's good enough. And, uh, but there are times like when I'm writing it, I can sing, you know, like when I'm writing it, I'm like, Oh, I'll do this. It'll be great. But once you do it, I'm like, Oh, I can't do that. <laughs> so like you got to change it up, you know? So, <laughs> but it is a fun yeah. process. Uh, yeah, I've had a lot of moments like that where I'm like, man, I really like how this sounds in my head, but it is not translating well to the real world. Right. Or uh, kind of like, and I mentioned that best song, Brad and Coop, and I actually liked the way it turned out. But the, the first take I sent Brad, neither one of us liked it. But a lot of it uh, for me is I have to know what attitude I have or what personality I'm going for. Like, you know, like that's a big part of the verse for me, you know, and I'm sure you can tell when you listen to my songs like, um, the reason I don't punch in typically is because there's like an emotional or like a flow change over my verse, you know, like I don't just do like the same flow, 16 lines typically like that'd be really hard for me to actually like, I'm not saying I don't do it cause it's lame. I'm saying like, that would be hard for me to do, but I can like every four lines, I can kind of switch up my flow slightly. And to me that shows personality or my personality. And so I kind of lean into that or like when I write, I write in a way I freestyle of like, I, I stumbled upon this rhyme, you know, as opposed to like, I set it up so clean, yeah. you know, like there is, that's just kind of the way I do it. So what something I find kind of annoying for people is like, I send them back like my takes on stuff. And they're like, well, if you could just do it cleaner here, if you could do it like that here. And I'm like, listen, I'm not saying people aren't it's, smart and I'm a genius. <laughs> right. But like, I've done this long enough to be like, you don't think I tried that or whatever? Like, I don't know. And sometimes I didn't, I'm like, are you sure I'll try it? But in general, I'm like, trust me, I've, I've done many a takes. I know, uh, this is what I can pull off, you know, kind of like karma last night, not to, I'm not calling her at all, but she's like, well, if you could just sing that part more sensually. And I was like, I can't like, I appreciate the feedback, but <laughs> that's as sensual as it gets. Buddy. Yeah. I was like, that's as sensual as I am right there. And so, and she took it. She was like, okay. And I go, no, don't be forced to accept it. I'll, we can redo it another way. I just, I don't think I can do sensual, you know? And so eventually she came around to it, but, and that's the other thing. Sometimes people give you tone so hard to tell off emails, you know? So for instance, the other day, someone sent, uh, song to me where they just done the last half you like they had their verse coming in right in the middle of the song and that's fine it's just most of the time people are the first verse on the internet friend songs and then i finish it like that's kind of like the whole premise of it and so i kind of tell them like well this won't work for a first verse this has to be a second verse because i killed it you know and i think they're just being confident and if they're listening i'm not trying to hate that's just how i read it right i read it as just being so cocky yeah. like how dare you and at first because i do this to people forgotten one will know i've hit him up like really quick after something i could tell he thinks i'm like really bad but it's just how blunt i am um and so i was going to reply instantly of like get off your fucking high horse you know whatever but i didn't i waited <laughs> until the next morning and then I fully explained, like, listen, the only way I'm going to be first is if, if this is the intro. So if I write something that I fucking kill it, then, yeah, this will be the intro and we'll leave it how it is. But that's just that's just how it's going to be. And he goes, oh, I totally get it. like and he was cool to my response. Right. But like in my head, after reading that first one, I just had 
I thought it was going to go a different way, you know, and I started to get myself worked up. So like a lot of this, like working with artists is just kind of like, I got to kind of calm down. People aren't that serious as they might seem on their first text exchange with you or whatever. No, I think deep down, everybody just wants to enjoy it. But I think it's that it's that whole when you're dealing with somebody else, everybody's thinking they know what the other person is thinking or how they think the person's going to think they're thinking. And it just, yeah, it makes it muddy sometimes when it doesn't have to be. Right. Exactly. And, uh, and I hate whenever, like, like I said earlier, like, uh, I was so blunt with karma and then she was like, Oh, it'll be fine. I'm like, listen, don't feel pressured. Cause I'm being an asshole, you know, <laughs> like, and so I had to like go the other way. I got to argue against myself, you know, in that one. Cause I don't, she's so yeah. nice. You know? I think I've done it with you before. I'm like, Hey man, if, if this sucks, just leave it off. Like I don't, I don't have to try to make it better. Right. Like, it, it can just not be there. I'm good with that. Like, truly, like sometimes people say that and they don't mean it. But I'm like, trust me, when I say it, I mean it. I, I'm good either way. Like, I got this collab with Forgotten One. And I think it's going to sound really good. Uh, he's he's having everything done to it. And I kind of did the same thing I did with yours. I kind of sent him the, as raw as I could the vocals and, you know, let him do what he could do with them. Uh, and he, you know, he said he liked it and he was asking my input on stuff. And I was like, honestly, man, whatever you want to do it is fine because it's your song. It's like as long as you like the verse, you put it where you want, chop it how you want. Like I, I'm in it to write it, and then you know, hear the final product. Like I, I don't have to be involved in every step of it just because I'm on the song. Like that's just not my deal. Yeah, I send every time I do a mix. So when people send me verses, I'll do my quick mix, which I think I've gotten pretty good. Like I'm not trying to be like too like cocky about it, but as far as like I can pretty quickly get shit sounding like decent. You know, and then it's, of course, all like fine tuning shit afterwards. And so I, I kind of get like a quick mix, make everything sure everything's lined up. That's really my only goal, because some people shit saves yeah. it with like a little bit of, you know, extra in the front or something. And so delay or something. Yeah, yeah. I hate that shit. So I try to, I, I, I try to make sure mine's lined up completely. But yeah, I know that shit doesn't always work out. Well, and what the reason if anyone's curious, the reason why all of the beats for the last maybe internet three friends three and four have all been waves is because waves don't add that like mp3s are adding like a point zero zero two and so then when people were recording over the mp3 i sent them and then sending back that wasn't lining up with my project file you know so send everyone waves because it's supposed to not do that but who knows and um i don't really even know where i was going with that shit but anyway motherfucking collab albums man <laughs> Um, I do have my first Most, line. Yeah. I tweeted it today or yesterday. I don't remember when the fuck it was that I am going to try to start off. So maybe I guess that intro with this guy I mentioned earlier uh, with Internet Friends for it's what Internet Friends are for. I feel like I have to somehow say that, um, but maybe I'll just say it like a cheesy white like it. or something. Yeah, I think I think that'd be a nice little intro to it. Yeah, um, honestly, everybody's. Um, well, I say everybody, but it was really it was two in particular, but. I love the uh, like some of the intro skit stuff on uh, Brasta X and Coop's Dead End Project. Like I, I thought those were fucking hilarious, and they fit in with it, and like it just it just made it different. Like it wasn't just straight songs, right? Um, on that album, and then the same thing with you and like all the extra edits you did uh, with. I think most of them were like intros to tracks. I don't think you did any at the end of any, but you know, just putting that little extra, whether it be a line from a movie, TV show you saying something or you know so it just it breaks up the project and just it makes it feel more like how albums used to feel right because yeah. albums didn't used to just be song after song like they used to feel like an experience like and even even if you would skip it after the first couple times like i think i skipped all of like you know all the little 
before the song interludes and shit. Like eventually you skip all that shit, but initially, like that shit really makes it feel different when you got that in there. Yeah, I mean, I grew up listening to a lot of the Cash Money records, you know, and they would always have oh, skits yeah. in between them and shit. Uh, yeah, them, like Oscar Bad Boy, Meyer, had Wiener skit, skit I remember very well. Um, yeah, everything used to. I will say Foreign Whip had a music dialogue cut in at the end, but yeah, the others were at the beginning. And, and I always think it's funny, the one of the old man talking about fucking artwork or whatever, and I think it's funny oh, yeah. because like, I don't know. I don't know anything about him or whatever. I just looked up quotes about art and then was looking for a totally different one that I could never find. So I just like, oh, this will work. But now I know this. I'm like, it's perfect. I think it fits perfect. So. Yeah, it fit. Like everything in it fit. I said it, it was a classic project, man. It's something to be proud of. And anybody who hasn't heard it, like you got to get at least one listen. If it just ain't for you for whatever reason, it, it ain't going to be because it ain't good. It's just going to be because you don't like it. Like, this shit's good, man. Yeah, I've had some like real life people, you know, be like, so I heard Foreign Whip and that's like a real song. <laughs> you know, like that's their take. It's like, <laughs> yeah, like, it's hard to know how to take that, but it's like, yeah, I get what you mean. I yeah, get they'll be like, this could be on the radio. People, this is like real, real song people would listen to. And I'm like, yeah, I think all of them are, but I appreciate it. You yeah, know? that's what I did. <laughs> what i've been doing yeah and i mean I, I, you got to take it as a compliment it's just people realize because i mean even i was some old music and i realized like i like it but i understand why it didn't blow up you know like i'm not confused <laughs> by by the situation i'm in given the music i've made previously but uh i do think it's just going to keep getting better you know i'm still debating i guess last music things i'll touch on i i really want to remix <laughs> internet friends one two and three and just put it out as a trilogy I just don't know how good I can get internet friends. I, I know I can get it better than it currently is, but I don't know if I could get it good enough that it would be worth it. You know what I mean? You think in every track, or are you doing like a greatest hit? I would try. To I, do, I remember you tweeting about that. Yeah. I would try to do all, all of them if possible. Now, like ice with Petra Vita, I didn't mix that. So I would just have to upload the same song, you know? So that would have like no difference, but I would probably just try to upload all the songs and call it the IF trilogy or whatever. And then give them the same numbers. You know, they had the ISRC or whatever the fuck it is number. And so it, it would replace the old ones. I think once I uploaded that, um, and that would be the kind of go back and YouTube pulled internet friends too. So anyone that wants to listen to them for free on YouTube can't, so that's kind of whack and uh, uh yeah i don't know why or whatever i didn't get a notification i just know it's not there and um so i've been thinking about it but i just I, there's people on internet friends one i've never talked to since you know i've tried or whatever and it's like are they going to be cool with the songs getting uploaded or whatever uh so yeah it does feel like a way more distant project like even though it was only like what less than a year before internet friends too yeah like it, almost, it almost feels like it was like a decade before something. Like it, it, <laughs> it is does. something that feels much more like antiqueish about that one, and like the other ones feel more tied in. Like two and three feel like they're more woven together, kind of. And, and you know, it's always been a struggle of dealing with different mics and different recordings, you know. And so that's that whole thing. And then like kind of big old round titties. I would love to remix big old round titties. I've tried, you know. I've gone back on the file and fucked with it, and it sounds a little better, but. Uh, Pootie Mungus on the first verse I like his verse but he had all those like reverb and delays or like on his recording you know and I, I'm like god damn it I want to take that out you know I'm like so there's, sh there's just certain stuff I can't do and so I'm like I don't know should I waste my you know because I will I'll get stressed out and frustrated about it all 
kind of like when I was, you know, r- mixing garage rap, I was frustrated at times, but it wasn't like, a, I was just like, Hey, here's a tip for the future. But it wasn't like I was mad at you, but it's just like a frustrating scenario when you're like, God damn it. Why doesn't this work the way I need it to? Yeah. Like this one too. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so, uh, I don't know. It was, it's a whole thing. It's a whole debate I've been having with myself. Um, but I think once people hear, I'll let people hear the two pretentious remake, um, you know, that's coming out Christmas Eve. Hopefully it's cool and people like it. Some people I don't think will because I didn't change the lyrics or whatever. You know, it's the, exactly what I said however many years ago and people didn't care. And the beats are basically the same too. It's just slightly mixed better. Um, so anyway, we'll see how that goes. I do think I might take two pretentious or not two pretentious, I'm sorry, the Pessimist EP and the Pessimist EP too. And I think I could re-record all those and remake all of those and just put out as the Pessimist album. I've thought about just doing that. Yeah, and then it, one full album. Right. I thought about doing that with the ones I have sitting here, you know, the ones I've said I've worked on the side and just doing it as one big album, like, cause they would kind of fit in a little bit. Depends how I do it. But anyway, I have lots of debates. I can see that. Pessimist 2 is pretty good. Yeah. And I think Pessimist 1 is actually I really good. good. When I go back and listen to it, uh, the first song on it called Does That Make Sense or something like that. I don't, does it make sense? Might be the name of it. Uh, I remember that one. I love it a lot. And there's this oboe on it that's played. And I remember getting that from a pack on Reddit. Someone's giving out free packs. And that song comes out and a guy hits me and was like, is that my oboe? And I was like, did you give out the pack on? And he's like, yeah, but I want to credit. And I was like, well, how do I credit a fucking oboe, man? Like it's one instrument <laughs> on like a beat. Like, I don't know. It was so weird that that's like from that is why I rarely use uh, stuff from like people's packs unless you're like a big corporation and then the only like i use semantics loops and shit and i even feel weird about that because some people can go and like they'll copyright the song before you know anyone even gets the beat i made from it you know so you can come across some shit so i always feel bad but that's not like me doing anything shady that's other people doing fucking music world man i know it's uh it's some horse shit but uh you know we should keep on keeping on i also have beats coming out every day this month i keep forgetting i need to share the one that came out today totally forgot about till just now um and they're all remade beats so um you know all my beats i made in 2019 i've taken down except one the one i'd sold the least for and i kept that one up um but i took all the rest down remade them uploaded 31 of them back into the store to come out this month and then i kept about 10 or 15 of them for myself and the internet friends projects and one of them i recorded to already i already have a song made it and it was a beat that was in my store for two years like anyone could have bought it, but I made a song to it. And I loved it. You know, and I just think that's a fun story. Yeah. Cause you said you, you learned some different methods as far as, cause I, I don't know shit about making beats, but like tuning 808s and where to put a snare and stuff like that, that you kind of went back and realized you could have done them better. Right. Exactly. Well, and a lot of the, the tuning of an 808 is a fun one because again, for non-producer people or new producer people, you know, this would be weird, but, um, you know, every 808 has a a tone it's playing, you know, like every time you hear a bass, it's like an A or a B or a C or whatever. And uh, so that was part of it is you got to there is an easy way to find out what that is. And then you go in the program and you set what it is so that whenever you play it, it comes out on the round on the correct key. You know, so that's the first step that people don't know about. And then after that, you kind of want to put the the notes that you're playing. You want those to be in the same scale as the song. Typically, some people argue you should, you know, it doesn't matter. It's, music has no rules, but in general, that helps, you know, like put them on root notes and shit. And then, yeah, like that just all of a sudden starts unlocking shit. And you're like, oh, OK, this all sounds good. You know, whereas in all my old shit, I just played certain notes because I just did. You know, I didn't know any better. So 
A lot of fun stuff being changed. Uh, but some beats I changed very little. Like all I did was just take stuff and put it in key. You know, like I'm saying, like I just moved shit around. And some stuff I was like, these drums suck. And I removed it all, remade all the drums. And, um, you know, but it was it was good. I was definitely in a rut of making new beats. It was kind of I just wasn't feeling inspired to sit there and just start from scratch. Because if I did, it just everything was sounding so flat, you know, and, basic. Right. and so going back to these old ones coming across some shit. I'm like, why did I do that? Well, it's actually pretty fucking good. You know what? For some reason, like, I don't know, it really helped me out, done all those. And then since then I've been kind of on a roll, uh, you know, making some new beats. So I just don't have enough time. You know, I don't have enough time in my life to do everything. <laughs> it feels like. And then whenever <laughs> I do, I'm like, I don't want to, you know, it's like the, the struggle. Like I've, Somehow buying new video games has helped me actually because I want to play them. But then when I sit down to play them, I'm like, oh, I got to be doing music. And so like it drives me back to music and then I'll be making music for a while. And I'm like, listen, I'm one of the f- however many people that have a PS5. God damn it. I better get my money's worth. I got to go play that. And then I like force my it's like they drive each other in some weird way uh, to make it, it, do it shit. gives you like a reward to kind of strive toward. Yeah, I you're like so. you know what? I'm gonna buy this video game, and it's gonna be my reward once I do this other stuff that is more career based. Yeah, and then it's so annoying because um, I do think of the podcast and music as like a second job in a way. You know, not from like I hate it like you would a normal second job, but like I put in hours and work into this more than a lot of people would into a second job or whatever. You know, so I think you do have to kind of think of it that way, but you can't really say it. Because people are like, oh yeah, how much money are you making over there? And it's like, well, hey, oh now, yeah, yeah, hey yeah. now, it always uh, equate to that, right? And I, I had <laughs> don't to be like that, right? Why, to go there. Why are we saying all that shit? Uh, you know, <laughs> and I don't really talk about it much. Um, selling beats last year was the first year I made profit. You know, um, actually did pretty good. I like made more money than I was paying for the store, and uh, I did that again this year, but. I would have to go back and look, not by a lot. You know, I didn't make as much money on selling beats this year as last year, which is interesting because the beats are better, but it's just part of, I, you know, I'm not promoting as much or whatever. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, but, uh, rap wise, I made way more money. You know, I'm sure y'all are to think over at graveyard, put me on playlists. And that's why if anyone ever is like, yeah, but are they real? I'm like, well, they pay me money. So they seem pretty fucking real to me. Um, it don't get much realer than actually right? getting paid for it, brother. Like that, that's, that's always my thing. Like, like I chuckle when I see like all the, you know, they, there's all the tweets about the, all the, uh, I need, I need new music tweets are fake and all, all streams are bots, but I'm like, you can't get paid from bot streams. Like as far as I know, like I, that's always been my thing. Like, I've always heard that. Oh, if you get the bot stuff, it, it makes your numbers go up, but you don't get paid for it. And I'm like, well, what's the point then? Right. Like I want, like, I want to get paid at the end of it. Like at the beginning, I, yeah, I want people to listen but at the end, like I would love like for it to or at least pay for itself. Like, I don't have to make a profit every time, but like I think garage rap, like it's it's gonna pay for itself, you know, whatever time I put in and the cost to upload it, like it's gonna pay for itself and I'm good with that. Right. Well, and uh, I don't know, it, it's a it's a weird one because uh for instance, nobody like me, the GYE mix that I sent y'all, that's been on like so many. And so when that gets on a playlist, and I can see the like uh, stat, you know, like, you know, the daily stats for that one song. And that basically dictates my stats on Spotify because it gets, you know, so many plays. And so if y'all su- submit it to a playlist, you know, it makes my plays go up that day. And then people will be like, oh, 8,000 people. I'm like, no, 8,000 people listen to the Nobody Like Me <laughs> graveyard remix. Like, that's not saying 8,000 people listen to Portrait or what. I'm not saying that 
not a lot of people have or whatever. But I do think people don't quite understand how to read stats either. You know, like they. Yeah, yeah, they they don't like the and like the whole thing with like algorithms and how they work. Like I'm, I'm real big into like the more people play your shit, the more the chances that other people will play your shit. Like. If nobody's playing it, then nobody's gonna play it because there's no chance it'll pop up on anything. Right. Like you, you got to get on the radar at least a little bit to get a chance to get on the radar a little more. Right. Well, this is my. I think this month I'm getting paid for portrait. You know, there was, but it's only like a little over a month. Um, but it was my my highest paid month ever through DistroKid. You know, so um, that's good. You know, like I'm like I can't. I gotta take that as a positive. Now I did have a random question for you. Is DistroKid giving you anything from my songs yet? Or is there a way you can check that? Or is like I don't know a DistroKid? how to read the breakdown. I, I know it's like it went up this past, I think it's the 20th every month is when it does it. And it went up from what it was. So I'm assuming it is. I don't know if I can see the breakdown. Yeah, you should be able to do a breakdown by artist. And then it should have A to the Mo as one of the things or something but i'm not gonna lie like yeah. i got frustrated as hell when it wouldn't uh right well the only reason i'm asking is for what you call it and i stopped looking at it yeah with garage rap yeah, that is annoying for sure but the only reason i'm asking is so like when you and cj do a collab project then maybe he could upload it and give you the percentage you know i just want to make sure you, yeah, you can get I, paid or whatever but if they like froze your account then that would be some horse shit but as long as you can nah, get paid it's for your on there, collabs, like, I, cool. like i just went to uh like it let me look at hey there and i can see I can actually see the stats on it. So it's, yeah, it's all on there. Cool. Cool. I just, I, I probably should have checked, but I was just, uh, like I said, when, when they didn't release my shit the way I wanted to release it, I got into that, like that pouty artist bag of they're ruining my vision. Right. I mean, it was supposed to be two singles every week leading to a complete album. Right. And I don't, like, I don't know. I know mean, a lot of people complain about distro kid, you know, and I've, so I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying people's like, things didn't happen i mean i'm sure there are a lot of things that happened um but me i just always i put stuff up like five weeks before it's going to come out yeah i give myself so much time or whatever that i feel like that's how i've avoided a lot of these issues people have but i've seen a lot of people complain that distro kid won't give them their money right and shit like that and i've never had that issue so like just i mean yesterday or two days ago whenever it was when i saw my payment go through i was like uh oh shit i better withdraw this you know there ain't no reason to just keep it in the bank at least throw it my paypal or whatever yeah you know? might as well so uh nah if yeah get it out whenever it's the hell yeah because i think with all the songs i got collab because the only thing i've got on this show kid is collabs and like all my collab songs yeah they they threw a nice chunk of me it's double digits and i, I ain't fucking complaining yeah, yeah. like if anytime i can make anything off money like i not anything off money anything off music like with as long as I've been, you know, dabbling in music, like the ability to make money out of it. I think, and I think we had this discussion before, like as much as people shit on streaming, like when I was just putting my shit on a CD, like I wasn't making shit off of that when yeah. people got it. Like if they bought it, which most likely they weren't, I was just giving it away because I wanted them to hear me. Yep. Them playing it didn't do shit for me. Like, you know what I mean? Like once, once that initial money got exchanged, if there was money, it's over. Like, and they may listen to it, they may not, but at least with streaming, like, you got a chance to create some kind of income, or even if it's not the biggest, like, I don't know. I, I just, I don't get all the complaining sometimes. Right. I remember when I first I started. Like it, it could be way worse. Yeah. When I first started rapping, pe- there were people that sold CDs or whatever, and they thought they were better. And they were, I mean, they're making money. I wasn't, but I was like, yeah, but you had to pay like a thousand dollars to get those pressed. Like there was like an upfront investment. Exactly. It's just like selling anything else. And I totally get that. But I was like. Yeah. 
I, the overhead was way more than the profit. <laughs> right, exactly. And like, and I've always, and I hate this. I'm just, I just am an artist. You know, like I am a creative person. That is where, at the end of the day, that's where I go. That's what I care about. I wish I could care more about like, how do I get the numbers? How do I make the money? How, that is all stuff that I definitely am like, God damn it, I wish I was wired that way. But when it comes to like, all this stuff, I just, I always fall as like, I'm just a creative artist and I'm just following my vision. And even as much as I tell myself, like, don't do that. But like, that's just the way I am. So that's how it's going to be. I'm the same way, man. I'm, I'm an artist first. Like I appreciate when the business side goes better, but it don't kill me when it don't like, it's just like, eh, whatever. But I said, man, as long as something's being made off it, I'm always see that as a victory. Now, the one thing I'm hoping for, mention algorithms, then we'll wrap this up because we're going forever, is uh, I do want to get on someone's Discover Weekly eventually. God damn it. I listen to my Discover Weekly every week. Okay. And if people don't know, that's a Spotify playlist where they put a bunch of songs they think you'll like that uh, from artists you probably haven't heard or like haven't heard a lot of songs from. And like I've come across about every week, typically, there'll be like three or four songs I like. And I'm like, oh, hell yeah. And I'll add them to my playlist or whatever. And I'm like, this is pretty good. But in general, it's full of all kinds of shitty ass shit I wouldn't want. Right. And lately, especially the last few weeks, it's a lot of like underground rapper, like people that are mine or your level, you know, and it's like something that aren't, isn't very good or my taste. I'm like, why is this shitty shit being played to me? Why aren't my shit being played to people? Like, that is where my brain goes. Like, how do I get on these Discover Weeklies? You know, but it is all spotify's choice or whatever so well and i I, i'm not gonna act like i know fully how it all works but i know i've been seeing more and more a lot of artists are uh, doing the whole the spotify sharing thing that they started up maybe like maybe six months ago or so where you can like you can give up you can give up more like you can make less off of streams but they'll make you more visible you know uh, what I'm talking about? You I remember, remember that, that being talked about, but I haven't seen the option anywhere. But I do remember yeah, that being talked yeah, about. I don't know. I don't know how to get to the option. Like, but I've seen where artists are saying I'm a part of, and it, it, every streaming site is doing it now. But like some people say, I'm part of titles. Um, they got a name for it, but it's like a profit sharing. Well, titles is I, it's called because I signed up yesterday or this week, and they sent me the email yesterday. Uh, theirs is called like the high five profit thing, and if you're the t- in the top. 5% or something of someone's listen and you get a percentage. And you get a percentage of their monthly yeah. whatever. Yeah. And see, and I think Spotify was sort of like that, but it wasn't a percentage of whatever they pay because Spotify got so many free accounts. Spotify, because I remember like, my take uh, very well about this issue because I thought it was so stupid. Uh, Spotify was we yeah. will just pay you less per stream, but you'll be more likely yep. to wind up in the algorithm. And I was like, yes, if every artist does that, it will just mean every artist gets paid less and then everyone's going to have the same likelihood of being in the algorithm so i guess there would be a benefit to the first few that do it but eventually it's just gonna all equal out and wash you know so i just think it's stupid now you can't get all the artists together to be like hey y'all need to band together on this shit but uh that's what should but i think that may be the answer to your uh yeah it could be why am i getting more shitty music that i like that i why like why is it suggesting this to me because i think that's part of the exchange is that you get you're more likely to get on like people's discover playlists and or really daily I've had some uh, release radars and i don't follow any of the people it used to be my the only way you would make a release radar is because i followed you <laughs> but i'll have songs now that i'm like i don't follow any of these people like the last five songs or something on the list and it's like huh that's weird like so they're ch- they are changing up some shit yeah yeah and like i, I believe that's part of that whole 
they get paid less, but you're more likely to get heard, which I don't know. I'll, I'll find another way to get heard. Y'all are already paying less enough. Like I'll figure it out. I heard uh, Apple is going to put uh, Apple Music on PlayStation sometime soon. And if you sign up through them, you'll get six months of Apple Music for free. So I'm going to wait until they do that. And I'm going to go on my PlayStation, get six months of Apple Music for free. And then I'm going to just play me on repeat every day. That's my plan. Uh, oh, <laughs> see, yeah. see if we can get paid that way. Listen, um, man, I, look, I, I know it's looked down on, but there's way worse stuff you can do to get ahead in music and life than play your own shit. Like, like I, I'll never feel bad for that shit. I'm sorry. We're catching up for back in the day. Like we said, I would make burnt CDs for people. They would play that shit on mm-hmm. repeat for months. I didn't get none of it. We're catching yeah, up. And I ain't get shit. Exactly. <laughs> Like Pow, even Pow Wow now, he uses Apple Music. What does he do? He goes and downloads the song to his app, his phone, yeah. and then listens that way. And I'm like, bro, I don't even know if they you count that shit the same way. I bet, like, just no, I think to- you get counted as a download, and then that's it. Uh, so I was like, I mean, I appreciate it, but fuck, like, just yeah, let's run that shit some, up, man. Bro. Give me some. Um, <laughs> but that's the problem with like those phone based apps too. Like, they can only play it on their phone, and people want to do other shit on their phone. Right. So that's cool that they're going to let you do it on PlayStation and shit. That'll that'll help. Right. I mean, that's how I got on Spotify because on the PS4, when I got it, the, I mean, Spotify was the music app. And it was like, if you sign up, you just get Spotify. Yep. And then I didn't even think because you it worked just fine through the PlayStation. And then when I finally got the app, I was like, oh, I'll buy it. You know, I didn't care. Like, it just wasn't even a thought. And now I can't even imagine not paying for streaming music. You know, some people are like, I could never. And I'm like, exactly. dude, I couldn't imagine not. Like, I have an app. I can look up any song I fucking yeah, have want. Have you tried it? <laughs> like, this is crazy. Yeah, it's all it's all right there. Any order I want. Like, that free shit on the phone fucking sucks. Like, I've had people, like, call me and be like, hey, I'm trying to play the music, but it's making me listen to other people after a couple songs. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah if, if you're doing it on the phone, like, you're fucked. Like, you got to pay for it or you got to do it on a fucking desktop. Right. Yeah, I've. I've never messed with a free one, but I've heard horror stories the same way. So, but all right, man, I uh, appreciate yeah. you being on. This shit's long as fuck. So I'm going to have to, you know, mix all this. It is. It is. Take it from my recording rap music time, but we'll be all right. We'll make it. Uh, damn him. Damn. damn you, Southern Comfort. Damn you. <laughs> exactly. We need to cut that, I guess, for a beat. Uh, yeah, and I'll, I'll get to working on uh, you and CJ shit. If you have, I guess, any beats that you think would fit already for y'all, you know, We'll make a folder or something, and then uh, we need to get CJ to get some guitar riffs going that I can turn into beats. You know, I feel like that would be fun too. So we need to get a hold of him. God damn it, I do as well. So if you're listening to CJ Jones, get to work. Yeah, he'll, he's normally I don't know. I think he's one of those people that catches up a little late. I know some of y'all do, which I'm totally fine with. Uh, but you know, every once in a while, yeah, I, think I got like two or three in the hole right now, but that works out for me because I, I usually listen to them back to back. Right. It's like three weeks later and you're like, oh, I just listened to so-and-so and I'm like, oh, I wonder what I said then. I don't even yep. remember. <laughs> like, so long ago. But, like, hey, remember that thing you said? And you're like, man, that was, that was literally two months ago. No, I don't. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm like, ah, I'll have to go back, I guess, man. But, all right. Peace, bro. All right, man. Later. I know you. You are just like me. I know you, you are just like me too 
I know you like I know myself You care, but you ain't worried about no one else Your wealth is not measured in gold It's measured in the happiness you feel your soul It's all about the outcomes you can control And if you can't control it, you let go of it You let loose of it and you don't want nothing to do with it You inside cause you done with all the foolishness That the outside has to offer They're calling you a lame cause you won't be part of What they a part of and they take part in Please excuse me, I beg your pardon huh, I'm sorry I had to put that part in You don't understand all the trends we start in But then again you do You just like me and I'm just like you I know you, you are just like me too Just like me, just like me I know you, you are just like me too Just like me, just like me I know myself, you care, but you ain't worried about no one else Your health is not measured how the world does You know how it is, but you remember how the world was Before life was a show and tell Online all day trying to sell yourself Online all day trying to make a way Online all day trying to fake your fate Online all day trying to find a mate It's a great escape until you can't escape The reality of life as you live it They tell you if it ain't online, then it never did exist What type of matrix is this? I don't understand, I don't have the patience for this You don't get it, but then again you do you just like me and i'm just like you i know you you are just like me too just like me i know you you are just like me too just like me just like me and I'm just like you Not saying we could do what each other do But empathize in your mind and you'll see that it's true Ain't nobody being kind cause they're all too cool Mo and so cold couldn't be more different But I know we get together so no, no he didn't Like he said this and he said it ain't But we ain't defending colors we just sharing the pain Mr. Poirot we making art from the heart Make it about the journey not the end of the start Didn't occur to me I'm probably preaching to the choir Grab the weed with urgency start reaching for the fire Where is the desire? Where is the passion? It's all talk no action all twerking no Traction, what happening? Shit, is this even new? Cause it's just like me and I'm just like you. I know you, you are just like me too. Just like me, just like like me. me. I know you, you are just like me too. Just like me, just just like 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 me. I know you, you are just like me too. Just like me, just just like like like. Just like me, you are just like like your best like me.